This is The Space Shot, episode 257, for January 26th, 2018. Ranger 3. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. First off, I've got a news update. If you were on Facebook or Twitter last night, you may have noticed a bit of a dramatic situation with the latest Ariane launch. After stage separation, there was a loss of telemetry with the vehicle, and this led many to believe that something had happened to the upper stage of the rocket. I wasn't on Twitter as this unfolded, but reading through my timeline of all of the shifting reports was still enough to give me a roller coaster of emotions. It's never fun to see a launch failure. The more the entire industry succeeds, the more prosperous everyone will be. I believe that the public perception of a launch failure negatively impacts more than just the provider that lost the vehicle. As of now, Ariane Space says that they have reacquired telemetry for the two satellites that were launched on the rocket yesterday. If there's any changes to this story, I'll update you accordingly over the next few days on the podcast. Now for some history. The Ranger 3 spacecraft launched on this day in 1962. Ranger 3 was a lunar impactor and was NASA's first attempt to land, albeit roughly, on the moon. There were numerous issues with the spacecraft, which resulted in Ranger 3 flying by the moon just two days after launch. If you look at the early Pioneer and Ranger missions, you would see a great number of failures. The first Ranger spacecraft to impact the lunar surface was Ranger 7 in 1964. I talked about Ranger 7 back in episode 75, and I'm going to be including the audio from that episode here. Without any further delay, here's episode 75 of The Space Shot. This is The Space Shot, episode 75 for July 28, 2017. Ranger 7, an aircraft navigation and safety. Hey everyone, welcome to the Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. A quick launch update before I start. At the time of this recording, a Soyuz rocket and capsule carrying an Italian, Russian, and American is scheduled to lift off from Baikonur and start its journey to the International Space Station later this morning. Godspeed to the crew, and I'll have an update on the launch in tomorrow's episode. On July 28, 1964, the Ranger 7 Lunar Lander, or Impactor, was launched from Cape Canaveral. Ranger 7 stood about 5 feet wide and nearly 12 feet tall, and housed six cameras that were used to transmit high-resolution images of the lunar surface back to Earth before impacting the surface of the moon. The JPL-designed-and-built Ranger series of satellites helped gather images that could be used in preparation for the Apollo missions. Photographing the surface of the moon in great detail was critical for mission planners, since they needed to find sites that were safe to land on with the Lunar Excursion Module. After transmitting over 4,300 photographs of the lunar surface and completing its mission, Ranger 7 impacted the moon at 5,800 miles an hour. It would be a few years before a soft landing was accomplished with Surveyor 1, which became the first American probe to soft land on the moon. Check out episode 19 for more information about Surveyor 1. On July 28, 1945, a B-25 Mitchell bomber crashed into the Empire State Building while traveling to Newark Airport. 
The B-25 was flying through dense fog, thick enough that a newspaper article described the plane as, quote, groping its way southward across Manhattan to Newark Airport. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in an airplane that's groping across anywhere. Sadly, 14 people were killed during this crash, which was the result of pilot error and the B-25 flying at less than the 1,500 feet that he should have been flying at. Let's jump to the creation of NASA on July 29th, 1958, the topic for tomorrow's episode. The National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, or NACA, was expanded into NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. The National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics researched problems related to military and civilian aviation from World War I up until it was transformed into NASA. Engineers at the Langley Research Center developed wind tunnels that allowed for testing new aircraft designs and technologies before they were adopted for civilian and military use. The Ames Research Center was one of the key places in the advancement of de-icing technologies. De-icing technologies helped prevent ice from building up on propellers and wings, which was a major cause of fatal crashes since ice reduces lift and increases drag on the aircraft. Since its inception, NASA has helped develop everything from fly-by-wire technologies, which are now used on numerous types of commercial and military aircraft, to wing designs that improve the fuel efficiency of aircraft. In episode 71, I talked a little bit about winglets, so check out that episode if you're interested in learning more. One of the more recent developments that NASA helped shape, and one that's now making its way into commercial and private aircraft, is synthetic vision systems. These systems use a combination of GPS positioning and a realistic terrain database, and in some cases radar, to paint a picture of what is ahead of the aircraft in poor weather conditions. The synthetic vision systems available for smaller aircraft can run off of a cellular-equipped iPad using the GPS that's built into those tablets, combined with a database of terrain that show pilots what a landscape looks like in inclement weather. The system that NASA helped test on a Boeing 757, used cockpit displays and radar equipment to generate a real-time look at the dynamic landscape ahead of the aircraft, not just a static database of terrain. Technology like this wasn't available until very recently, but it could have helped avert a catastrophe similar to the B-25 crash into the Empire State Building. So next time you think NASA is just about space, remember that every time you fly, there's a multitude of NASA-developed technologies that help you have a safer and more enjoyable trip. Most of the time, at least. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me at John Molnix, pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button, that way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, Apollo 1. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.